Welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40, a weekly podcast about stepping outside of the box and into a life that is true to who you really are. We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two 40-something-year-old friends and coaches who are on a journey to live the second half of our lives with greater flow and ease. Our passion is to guide and support our clients in becoming their most authentic and aligned selves. We love digging into a variety of topics and sharing some of our insights and perspectives through our coaching lenses. We both spent the first half of our lives trying to fit into a box only to realize we were burnt out and searching for a better way to do life. We are here to remind you that it's never too late to start living your best life. Let's get into today's episode. So a few weeks ago, I was presented with an awesome opportunity to be interviewed in Authority Magazine, which is a part of medium.com. And it was an interview that was based off of Brene Brown's research on vulnerability and authenticity. And so this really spoke to my heart because it's really been the journey that I've been on for the past six years of my life easily. And of course, something that we love to talk about here on the podcast with just really opening our hearts more towards self-compassion and fully experiencing the human experience. And so today we want to just share a little bit more about our thoughts on why it takes courage to be vulnerable. And when I did this interview, it was interesting to me because it was probably the most vulnerable I have been thus far because I shared a lot about my story, which I've shared here on the podcast with me being a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and rape and going through the process of rediscovering my voice and learning how to love myself and work through a lot of my past. And Carrie, you've been such a great help along the way too, as I was doing this interview, getting your insight and also support because of this being so vulnerable for me. It's something that really takes a lot of work, doesn't it? Just putting ourselves out there and not knowing what to expect sometimes. It really does, especially when we step back and take a look at our society's own viewpoint on vulnerability and what that looks like and what it means, because I think a lot of us are taught that those more vulnerable emotions Mm -hmm. are the emotions we should hide away or feel shame around. And so a lot of us are taught quite the opposite, that courageous people are never vulnerable, Yeah, which we are, I think, as a society, just starting to realize how damaging that has been to us. Yeah. And for me, like one thing that makes me sad, too, when I think about how society is with what you were just mentioning, um, the expression of being more vulnerable for young boys and men into adulthood. Like when I think of that, I'm like, you know, how young boys can often be shamed for expressing emotions. And that just to me, it's like, wow, when they're growing up and becoming men in society, that's a lot of what I see with 
even some of my male friends where it's that fear of being vulnerable, expressing their true emotions because they were shut down when they were younger, trying to just toughen up. You're crying like a little girl, you know, all of those things that young boys can deal with when it comes to how society views a boy should be acting and the strength that you should be carrying even at such a young age and how that carries over into adulthood. Like it's, it's something that has really been a sad thing for me to see. And I'm so happy that it's now being talked more about amongst the men in the, the community that we love so much, just personal development and self-discovery, but still very much a, a difficult thing. It's interesting because like you said, in general, especially in previous generations, boys were taught to shut down a lot of emotions when they were children, except anger. So for whatever reason, anger is the acceptable emotion for boys and men to show. But I think our society has done what it does to boys in showing those vulnerable emotions like sadness and sympathy and real grief or melancholy mm -hmm. done that to girls with anger that girls and women aren't allowed yeah. to show anger or to be angry because that is such a masculine emotion our society yeah. has labeled it a masculine right. emotion which doesn't make any sense we're all human and we all have the entire emotional spectrum mm-hmm Yep. And we should be able to express that freely, no matter what gender and without judgment. And unfortunately, of course, like our conditioning growing up and even unresolved traumas that a lot of us carry that leads us feeling unsafe and fully expressing ourselves. And I believe that's a, a huge reason for why people struggle to be vulnerable is because it simply does not feel safe. And for me, that's exactly what it was that held me back. I didn't feel safe to be myself, to express my needs. And so that turned me into a really good people pleaser because my nervous system told me that as long as everyone else was happy and okay, then I would be safe and happy and okay. And what I am so inspired by is Dr. Gabor Mate. I've talked about him before. He's like one of my heroes. Actually, in the interview, I mentioned him. But he talks about why, in his mind, why it's so challenging to be vulnerable. Because being vulnerable means that you are showing your authentic self, your true self. And... For him and even myself, I'm a firm believer that a lot of the emotional challenges and discomfort we feel in life is because we've disconnected from our true self because it wasn't safe. Again, it all goes back to safety. And so to find the courage to be vulnerable is no easy feat by new means. You're opening yourself up to allowing discomfort allowing the potential chance of being hurt or judged or not accepted for who you are. But it also opens the door to experiencing such tremendous joy and happiness and connection. 
So then it becomes like, okay, what are we going to choose? And safety is usually what our nervous systems usually want to lead more towards. So it takes a lot of courage and a lot of intention to go the opposite way. Yes. I love how you just worded all of that. It really connected for me. And I'm curious if you have noticed good or bad, like an impact of how being vulnerable has changed or impacted something in your life? Well, I've definitely noticed both. And um, recently, especially, I have made a major change in my life. Maybe one day I'll, I'll chat about it. But this was the most challenging decision I've had to make. And a lot of it was based off of not logic or solid knowing, but a feeling, a sensing that I needed to make this decision because something within me, my authentic needs told me that this was a change that needed to occur. And I allowed myself to lean into the vulnerability of saying like, hey, you know, I don't know if I'm making the right decision, but I do know that something in me, whether it's my authentic self or just be sensing something is telling me this is what I need to do and it's the right thing. And unfortunately, you just don't know unless you try. So you could be sitting there saying like, what would have happened? What if, or you could actually step outside of the comfort zone and know the risk and potentially experience tremendous relief and joy, which is what I have come to experience by taking that leap of faith and being vulnerable enough to share my needs and my true voice in the matter too. Unfortunately, it sometimes leads to other people getting hurt when you are expressing your true self and needs. But that's what I like to remind myself and others, you know, who's responsible for their feelings and reactions. Only the other person or persons. You can only be responsible for yourself. And that's a reminder that I have used very often with myself, especially being that recovering people pleaser. Yeah, I can relate so much. Something that I've recently, I'd say within the last few years, have really tried to unlearn and recondition myself or uncondition myself is growing up, we were taught very, not consciously, but and very unintentionally. But I associated the idea that in order for people to accept you, you had to have the same opinions. Mm. In my family, if people had differences of opinion, whether it be about politics or current events or just whatever, I would hear all the people in my family who all agreed belittling or gossiping about the people who had differences of opinion and really like putting them down and insulting them. And so I think that just became my normal way of being. So I never felt really comfortable or safe sharing differences of opinion with people I really felt close to because I thought that could lead to abandonment because obviously you stay close when you all agree on all the things. 
And in my current relationship, we do not agree on everything. And that really started becoming apparent as more and more changes and things were happening within our society where my partner has no problem expressing his opinions and his needs. He feels very safe doing that. And I just felt myself needing to be able to do it as well. And he would never have a problem with me having a different opinion. He'd probably love it because he sees that as strength and, you know, a really strong character. If you can express yourself and be confident in your own ideas. And I have a group of girlfriends who I didn't very commonly express my opinions if they were drastically different than theirs, but I've started doing it a lot more. And one of my girlfriends recently just commented on it and she said you're getting so good at debating or saying when you don't agree with someone and I said well it's because I feel so safe with you because I know you're not going to judge me or abandon me because we've cultivated that friendship yeah that's beautiful it it really is amazing huh like when you are in the presence of safe connections Mm mm-hmm And that's a lot of what the polyvagal theory is that I I do with my work in the nervous system regulation, because the polyvagal theory is the science of safety and connection. And we need to be able to co-regulate with others and have safe connections. And that's when we can really practice being more vulnerable. And that's something that I started doing when I was initially ready to start the process of being more vulnerable as I practiced it and safe connections, you being one of those connections and a couple other friends. And it really is amazing how it can just get the ball rolling. And I like to also say, and I mentioned this in the article, one of the benefits is that it's contagious. Being vulnerable can be contagious when other people see you stepping outside, like your friend mentioning that who knows what that is going to do as far as inspiration within her own life or your other friends just observing you stepping outside of your comfort zone if they realize that's something that is not usual for you but it really creates this inspiration this contagion within others when they sense like hey this person is making me feel safe enough to maybe try the same thing. And it's such a beautiful domino effect. And I just, I love that so much. Yeah. And you were a huge inspiration for me in starting my own business because that's a very vulnerable thing to do, Uh right? Putting ourselves out there and putting our voice out there, especially in the day and age we live in where people think they can insult anyone they want as long as it's hidden behind a screen. Absolutely. And I mean, example, our podcast right here, you know, even though we wanted to do this to share our voices for fun, it's been a very vulnerable experience. But if we had not taken that leap of faith, then we wouldn't have realized how much we love doing this show and how it truly just fills our hearts and the connections that we've made and will continue to make. It's all because we allowed ourselves to step into a little bit of vulnerability and allowed ourselves to share our voices, no matter what, who loves them, who doesn't love them, because 
we're never going to be for everyone, right? That's just a given. We're never going to be for everyone. And that is okay. And that's actually a really good thing too. It really helps to guide us into better identifying who is best for our lives when it comes to relationships and friendships and who can we trust? Who can we build safety with as we learn more about ourselves and learn more about how it is safe and okay to step into living more authentic lives and leading more from a place of love versus fear. And that is really what vulnerability is about is leading from a place of love, not allowing the fear that often follows us with everything that's going on in the world and not allowing that to dim our light. And when it comes to vulnerability, it's courage, it's leaning into the safe relationships, and it's really ultimately taking those baby steps to stepping outside of the comfort zone. And one of the things that I love to do is I will watch Brene Brown's Netflix special, The Call to Courage. Anytime I feel I need an extra boost in courage, because it's her special that talks all about our need for belonging and the process of vulnerability. And that is something I recommend for every one of my clients. She's so incredible and inspirational. And that was very much the inspiration that I needed, even with this most recent step outside of my comfort zone. And it's, it's a beautiful special. Have you seen that one, Carrie? No, I didn't yeah. even know it existed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like I want to go watch it this afternoon. I think I've watched it five times in the past month. <laughs> Do you know what I watch when I need a little bit of courage or inspiration? Hmm. Taylor Swift's documentary, Miss Americana. Nice. I haven't seen it. I, it's I'm so going to put good. that on my list. It's so good. You don't have to be a fan of her music to, in my opinion, feel inspired by it. Mm, okay. That's going on my list there. So Taylor Swift and Brene Brown. <laughs> the power <laughs> duo. Two, the power duo are putting those two together. But hey, like really anything, documentary, person, book, whatever it is, like I just get so inspired by hearing other people's stories, which is why, again, we're doing this podcast, sharing our stories and thoughts and just providing any bit of encouragement to help others step outside the box. Like we're always saying, you know, step outside the box and start living a life that's more authentic to you. And learning to be vulnerable, I think, is a part of the process. And it's a process. So it takes patience, time, and courage. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing it with friends and or family. We'd be incredibly grateful if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your preferred listening platform as it really helps. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can connect with us through our websites or Instagram, which are all linked in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Our theme song was written by Michael Ahrens. <laughs>